Capri. Good afternoon, good morning, good night, everybody, wherever you are listening, wherever you're watching to England is burning. It is August the 31st, 2021. It is a Tuesday. It is gray. It is dreary. It is raining in at the ATL in Georgia, in the USA, uh, having remnants of that tropical storm, major hurricane that hit down south. I hope everyone down in Mississippi and Louisiana and that area of the woods is doing is doing as well as they can under the circumstances. Uh, these things are horrible when they happen. Uh, and so forth. So I hope you all are doing well. I hope everyone out there is doing well as they're coping with how life is going these days in the USA uh, and so forth. But earlier today, we had uh, Rob Pratley from the CFCW social talking about Chelsea and the season preview there. Yesterday, we had Josh Bunting from the Islington Gazette talk about Arsenal. And now to now, right now is Manchester United's turn. I have Mark from the Barmy Army uh, on with us again uh, and so forth. Mark, thank you so much uh, for joining us today, Mark. Hey, no problem, Keith. It's good to be back. Now, my first question to you, Mark, actually yeah. is uh, is uh, actually about the Barmy Army. Actually, yeah. is you've had a you've had a significant rebranding of yeah. the uh, of the supporters uh, group. Um, yeah. Tell us about that a little bit. So, um, when we formed in 2018, when the women's team was formed, we you know, a couple of like-minded fans, Natalie was at the helm of it all. We just got, you know, we just do what United did. And one of the songs that stuck is Barmy Army. And we, we used the name and we thought it was a bit of a laugh and a bit of a giggle. And we use it. And then obviously momentum picked up and we've got, you know, we started on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, we've got followers and, and this. And then throughout the period, we, we were in discussions, uh, Deborah and, and Natalie primarily were in discussions with the club. And uh, we were also speaking to the support, you know, Manchester United Supporters Trust, and, and, and they were saying the name may be taking you as, as far as it can do, mm-hmm. and which we looked at and we saw. And, and one thing we always want to be is inclusive of everybody. And maybe right. the name Barmy Army scares some people off. Mm-hmm. So over the summer, we we spoke to Musk, like I said, we spoke to Musk, we spoke to the club. We also spoke to the Football Supporters Association, the FSA, and they all agreed with us that the name change should happen. So in July, I think it was, we launched our website and we, we formalized the change, the name of the cha- name change from Barmy Army to MUWSC, the Manchester United Women's Supporters Club. Um, and actually, it's probably one of the things right now, one of the best things we could have done because we've had a few, we've had more members come in because of this and, um, and obviously, with the football season restarting, it, it was a good. It was a, one of the best things we could have done during the the, the, the off season. Uh, and I, I really think, and I told you uh, at the time of uh, that y'all had announced the change, I thought that was really a really strong move, uh, yeah. that rebranding uh, and so forth. And we will rebrand you uh, <laughs> on this on this uh, podcast and so forth um, as well, uh, you know, now that you are officially M-U-W-S-C. Um, yeah. And that's I just think I think that's great. Uh, I really do. Um and uh, we will rebrand you accordingly uh, at when the time when the time comes uh, yeah, when, right. my, when my peeps get around to doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, it was one of the things that um, some people didn't like the name. Obviously, the name was important, but mm-hmm. just because we're yeah. not known as the Barmy Army, we're still going to be the right. you know, we're, we're, right. the Barmy side of it is is the songs we sing and all of that. Mm-hmm. And yes. we're still, so we're still going to be there, and it's still going to be the same. It's just the mm-hmm. name is. A little bit different, that's all. Yeah, it's a little bit different. All right, congratulations on Thank that uh, and so forth. So the, today, as I, as I talked about, you know, this is a Manchester United women uh, season preview. And so what I want to start off with is transfer the transfer window. Yeah. The transfer window is closing fairly soon. I think it's tomorrow. I was wrong. I thought it was today, but that's on the other side of the aisle. Um, and I, I'm going to tell everyone out there, this is a reason why I don't report on transfer windows. Number one, I don't want to blow anything up by reporting it. Uh, it is so, some of the stuff can be so fragile that any wrong thing that happens in the press or in the media world can blow things up and get way out of proportion and, and so forth. And I don't want to be involved in that. I just, what I really, you know, and it's a roller coaster for fans and supporters. And so I try not to get involved in that because it's just, you know, too much. Uh, and so, 
with that being said, I try to kind of stay out of it. Um, and then I just want to see how it kind of ends up in the end. And we're basically at the end now. We got one more day to go uh, with this window. And so that's why I don't report on the transfer window. I just like to see how it kind of comes out in the end and then say what's done is done. The deals are done. Here's what we got on the table for each of these sides. So let's talk about Mark. I want to start with um, um, I want to start with the. Actually, I want to start on the positive side. I want to start with the incomings. And maybe uh, a lot has been talked about in the press about the outgoings, all the players, the, you know, the spine of the, of the team, you know, has left, you know, and so forth. And, and then, uh, you know, and then it, it, there was a long pause. And I know there was a lot of transition going on, a long pause before United started getting into uh, the women's side, started getting into some business com- with people coming in. I know that, and I'll be admit this, that I was very critical, like I, you know, because I was like, what's happening? What's going on? A lot of fans were like that, like, what's happening? Uh, and so forth. But at the end of the day, let's talk about who came in or who has come in so far. It's not done yet. Uh, so we got Boriza, and that's probably not pronounced correctly, but uh, she comes in the midfield. Hannah Blundell coming in from Chelsea. Sophie Bagley, a goaltender from Bristol. Uh, Sophie Manon from Manchester City. Martha Thomas from West Ham. So your thoughts on the incomings and how what kind of impact you think that that will have? Um, well, the first thing to say about the, 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 the players you've just mentioned is that these were all Casey's choices. Casey, mm-hmm. Casey made these decisions before she left the club. Um, and I'm actually, I, I mean, I was in, I was up in Scotland a couple of weeks ago, almost to watch the preseason friendly against the women's team and Rangers. And um, I'll start with Sophie Bagley, the keeper. Um, for the first time, and I mean no disrespect to Emily Ramsey or Fran Bentley, for the first time, Mary Earps has some serious competition yeah. in for, for, for the number one shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really, really good thing. And again, I mean no disrespect to, to Emily or, or Fran. They're very good goalkeepers, but they weren't within Mary's, uh, I suppose... Uh, they weren't anywhere near what Mary can do, and because uh, the young, the young and the learning. Whereas Sophie right. Bagley, she's got WSL experience. She plays for Bristol. She's also been called up to the England squad. So mm-hmm. for me, Sophie Bagley is one of the. I'm actually more excited about that than I am some of the others because it gives Mary some serious competition, and um, I think players need competition because otherwise the form will just be standard and, and they won't be up in, you know they won't be fighting for the place. So I think Sophie Bagley is, is a brilliant signing to bring him to give Mary that, that competition. Uh Hannah Blundell, she was part of the, the LJ deal. And right. um what I saw of her at the Rangers game and what I've seen from her bits on the on the TV, she's she's a very good she looks a very good right back and and obviously, with honor on the left, we need this one mm-hmm. to try and complement her on the right. And I think Hannah Blundell can definitely be that player. Uh, Aoife Mannion is the one where the fans have just gone completely off. She's come in and she's made herself. The fans have started to love her with the bucket hats and, mm-hmm. and all this. And she's a very, very good centre-back. And I think she, she, she'll complement Millie um, mm-hmm. absolutely brilliantly. Uh Vilda Borisa um, is a midfielder that I think we can utilise properly. In my own opinion, as much as I've, I've seen what she's done and I like what she's doing, I, I think we've got too many midfielders to try and put into the into the side, and I don't know where <clears throat> where or who is going to be dropped to, to put all these midfielders in. Mm-hmm. I suppose the one the one signing that a lot of people put the question mark next to is Martha Thomas. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Is she an upgrade? Is she a downgrade? Where does she stand? Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. I've not seen, I've not seen enough of her. She didn't play uh, against Rangers. I think she was injured. Uh, and then from the bits I've seen of her playing against Liverpool and, and Villa and uh, Brighton at the weekend, Again, you're going off a small highlights package. You're not seeing the whole game. So I can't really comment 
on Martha Thomas. I think, personally, before the window closes, I would like to try and hope to get another striker in. I think we're a striker mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. But overall, for the business, like I said, I think we've done really... I think the business we've done is good. It's it's good business um, throughout. I think we've strengthened at the back. I think we've brought in a, a quality midfielder in Vildebar Risa. I, my worry is I just think we're a bit short up front. Yeah, and you know, you know, the the question was always going to be, I believe, believe whether or not they have done enough, you know, brought in enough to uh, because the main problem that we had talked about last season, you know, in in, in fits and starts for them was, you know, being a, is converting goal opportunities into actual goals. Uh, and that's where, you know, a, a striker comes into play. And so, you know, and then we had the injury issues, you know, that also played a significant part uh, in that you lost, you know, Tobin Heath for a significant period of time and lost Galton for a significant period of time who were, you know, those quality, you know, goal chance converters uh, and so forth. So, um, and so let's talk a little bit about, and, and Martha definitely is the question mark there. Um, but, but yeah, I think you're right. You know, I'm intrigued in the fact that I don't see sort of the qualities number nine type of player that's in and that, and, and so forth. So uh, I totally uh, agree with that. And let's talk a little bit about the outgoings. And there's a couple that I was like, kind of raised my eyebrows about. Now we know about, we know, I mean, Lauren James was a fait accompli, you know, uh, to Chelsea. That 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 was fairly easy to see happening. Um, we had so we have Sigsworth, Ross, Tobin Heath, Kristen Press, Amy Turner. Talked about Lauren, Abby McManus, Megan Hornby, and then alone I have Emily and Fran, uh, goal, your goaltenders that you just spoke of, on loan out so forth. Your thoughts on the outgoings. I know there's been a lot of talk about the outgoings, but your thoughts overall, and in, 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 if you can frame it in the sense of how do you see how those incomings have replaced the outgoings? Yeah, I suppose for a lot of people, some were a surprise, some I don't think really were a surprise. So uh, Jane Ross, for an example, she finished the season last season. She was one of our our best players, but she never she never really did it. She never really took her chances when she got them and 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 everything and and things like that. And I think actually watching her play for Rangers, she's kind of got that's her kind of level. And I mean no disrespect to Jane. She's a Scotland international. She's played for City. She's played for West Ham. She's played for United. But she's gone back to Rangers. And I think maybe that's where where she is. I think Martha Thomas is above where I would see uh, Jane play mm-hmm. personally. But I, I, as I said before, I need to see Jane uh, Martha play to, to, to have um, a, a proper idea of her. Jess, fan favourite. The problem, the thing for Jess for me was is that, and I, I felt I've said this on, on on here last season. She Casey always played her out of position. Jess is a number nine. She works within the box, or she works through the middle. And for a, a, a lot of Casey's reign, she was either in our championship season. Jess played through the middle, but mm-hmm. when we got into the WSL, for some reason she thought Jess was better on the right. And I think that was a a shame because Mm -hmm. Jess was guaranteed to score you goals, not as many as like, you know, maybe five, five to 10 goals she would have chipped in with if she would have had the, 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 the the game time through the middle. So Jess for me was one that I was kind of like, okay, yeah, uh, I, maybe I, I understood it a bit, but not fully. Amy Turner was one that we spoke about. Obviously, with Angarad coming to play in the NWSL, it made sense. Um, it made sense for her to go and, and be in the same country where her fiance is. Um, mm-hmm. And Ethan Mannion, actually, I, I, as I said, Ethan Mannion, I think it's going to compliment Millie. 
So hopefully Aoife and, and Millie will be will be what Amy and Millie was. Um <clears throat> Abby Mack. Abby Mack was a weird one because she came in with that with this hype of being this um no nonsense central defender. And for whatever reason and, and for whatever reason it just didn't work out for her. I, I don't know what that reason is. It didn't work out and, and last January we sent her out on loan to uh, Spurs. Um, so Abby, Abby wasn't really such a shock because she kind of said a goodbye in January when she posted on Instagram. Uh, she wants to thank the club for everything they've done. So to me, that one was, wasn't a surprise. Um, sending out the two goalkeepers on loan is a good bit of business for them to give them both some uh WSL experience, uh, in Fran and Emily. And then obviously we've sent out some younger players out on loan to give them that experience of playing either in the championship or the in, in the championship. So overall, I'm not I, I I think the only two shocks out of the outgoings was probably Jess, but I understand the reasons why. Mm-hmm. And Amy. And again, I understand the reasons why. Other than that, um I'm I was I, I was okay with the outgoing side of the business. And uh, having a, I'm having a little bit of internet difficulty on my end, y'all, uh, and so forth. I'm gonna try to get. It. All right, we should be back. All right, Mark, you still there with us? Still here. All right, good. All right, sorry, lost you for a few moments there uh, and so forth. So do you think, though, I mean, really the the, the 100,000-pound question here is, you know, Mark, do you feel like United has done enough business? Um, I, I, I think in today's, in today's footballing world, you're going to say – no one has ever done enough. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with what they've done. They've got, uh, they've brought in players who who look like they've lifted the, the building. Mm-hmm. They've come in positive, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, like I said, we I was up in Scotland with some of the others a couple of weeks ago, and the players were happy. They were smiley. Um, I, I think the business they've done is is good. Like I said, we could do with probably another striker. But again, in all of this, you're forgetting Alessia Russo's come back to fitness. Alessia Russo played, mm-hmm. I think she had 20 minutes at the weekend, which is, you know, a, a step up. We've also got Ivana Fuso mm-hmm. as well. So as much as I would like a striker, and I think we potentially might need a striker, we're forgetting about the players that we've got at the club who who will score us goals in Ivana and in Alessio definitely and Ivana and hopefully they can, they can both say injury free um, mm-hmm. and, and, and bring us through. But overall, if you were to ask me out of 10, what I think of the incoming business, I would say right now it's a solid seven, seven and a half out of 10. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, are there, and I, I'm not asking you to break any confidences or anything like that by, by answering the question, but I will ask though, are you expecting United to do any additional business? Um, I, I'm not, if I'm being honest, but then again, it's United and I wouldn't be surprised if something f- happens, but mm-hmm. uh, I think with a, with a, like you said, I think a day to go, I, I would be surprised if anything was to happen now. Okay. All right. So let's jump on to, so that's what we have to set up for the season ahead. And so the other big, big, big piece of the puzzle for the season ahead is the appointment of Mark Skinner as manager uh, who takes over uh, in a, in a, in a situation where probably the best word to say of the United women project so far is that's in flux uh, with the stepping down of Casey Stoney and her going to San Diego. Um, so in, in a lot of fans, I know Mark were like 
had a lot of consternation. I had, well, I was one of them, uh, you know, had a lot of consternation of how long it was taking for the appointment to take place. And, and, and this is a very, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of time, but there really isn't. Uh, and so forth. Your thoughts on the appointment of Mark Skinner. He does have experience, you know, managing in England. He came from a brief spell at Orlando. Um, um, I think at the very beginning of this, when Casey stepped down, I think a lot of people were going to go, well, who's it going to be? You know, there mm-hmm. were people mentioning the, the, the Leon manager. There was, there was rumors, there was rumors coming from every single person and United and, and I, yes, I am a United fan. And yes, I, you know, I, I, I will stand by the club. I, I can imagine that there was people coming in who would say, you give me an open checkbook for a hundred million pounds and, and I will get you the best women's team in the planet and we'll be winning the league. We'll be, And I think United had to whittle down to the best candidates. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, to a, I mean, I was, I was reading the, the tweets about how underwhelming it seemed to be about Mark Skinner and, and everything else. But, you know, he comes with WSL experience. He's managed Birmingham. He's taken Birmingham to a cup final, you know, which isn't an easy easy feat by any stretch of the imagination. And then he's, he's, he's thought to himself, well, I'm going to test myself against, you know, with some of the best players in the world. So he goes off to Orlando. Right. Um, so I think the point, but knowing United the way... You know, from the men's side, they will appoint mm-hmm. the best person that they see for a project, mm-hmm. and they see Mark as this next, this, this, the person who is right for the project. We saw him; he spoke to the fans, and if anyone has seen our tweets from the Rangers game, he spoke to the fans after the game. Now, maybe he was doing that just to try and get us on side. I, I, I don't know, but but he's come in and he's lifted the place. And he's lifted the fans because mm-hmm. whatever we say, Keith, from January to the end of that season, United were just on a downward trail. Right. You know, the, you know mm-hmm. we lost. You know, we lost to Reading. We lost to Brighton. We lost to Leicester in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost to Arsenal. We lost to City. We lost. You know, we lost big games, mm-hmm. and the team looked deflated. The team looked like they didn't want to be around each other. Like there was trouble within in the group, Mark Skinner's come in. And as I said before, the players have all got smiles on their faces. Like they all know what they're a part of. And I think he's coming in. He's lifted the place up. Now I'm not going to sit here and, and, and disrespect Casey because Casey has done, and she did do a brilliant job for United. There are people out there in the social media world who questioned her, mm-hmm. who questioned the tactics, mm-hmm. but, but, she she was had a pedigree. Mark Skinner's come in now, and as I said when we were talking about the incomings, these were all Casey's incomings. He's kind of got a, a I suppose a, a you know kind of like a nothing to lose situation right now because he can say, hey, none of these players are mine. These were mm-hmm. all decided by Casey. Yep. But from what he's when he spoke to us at, at the Rangers game, and as a he said the right things. Now, whether he was told to say them or whether he was actually saying them, he said the things. And actually, on the way back from Rangers, from Glasgow, we were all sat on the couch. And actually, we said we the club, the team needed that positivity around it. And he's coming in, he's giving it us. And he's giving it to the players and he's giving it to the, to, to the fans. So as underwhelming as it was at the time, I think it's only going to get more and more, more positive. And actually, he's gone through pre-season unbeaten. Mm-hmm. We've not scored as many goals as probably he would like. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's saying some of the things that United fans like to hear. You know, talk, you know, with this, you know, we're going to use youth. We're going to play a, an attacking way. He's saying the right things, and I think for me, I'm going to give. I'm going to give my, save my judgment till the end of the season on him. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of like I said, he's got a free pass, but mm-hmm. he's come in and he said the right things, and he's lifted the team and he's lifted the fans. And I think after how the season ended, that had to happen. 
So as you know, and as we talked last season, you know, Casey, you know, built, you know, built the, the squad under her leadership from the defense to the front, you know, yeah. that, you know, she was a defender as a player and so forth. So it was like, let's shore up the defense. Let's be impenetrable in the defense. And then we'll use that as the backbone to go forward. How do you see things under Mark? Different, uh, being different uh, in terms of tactically speaking than what we saw. What should fans expect to see out of this United squad from a tactics style perspective? You think so? Um, so, so as I've mentioned a few times, we're at the Rangers game, and what Mark, right. mm-hmm. what Mark is, is is doing, he's doing what a lot of managers in in the game are doing today. They're playing for out from the back. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and again, no disrespect to the players that we had playing in last season, I don't think we had the players to be able to do that who were comfortable on the ball. Right. I think this season, we're a lot more comfortable. Um, so playing out for the back, it, it took a little bit of time to get used to. There wasn't as many you know, goal kicks straight up the field. Someone heads it on and passes it down. We were playing it and we were passing it around from back. So that, for me, was it was good to see. One of the other things he's done it in pre-season... And it's something that I've I've mentioned on here is uh, it was the, in the first game against Liverpool he played Leah who is dominantly left-footed he played her out on the right and he played mm-hmm. Kirsty Hansen who is right-footed on the left now throughout pre-season I think Kirsty Hansen's been brilliant throughout pre-season she scored goals but Casey never did that she never swapped players into different positions you know kind of like going back to the early to the 90s with with the men's team where we had uh, Ryan Giggs and Lee Sharp or Andre Kanchaskis and we used to swap them over Mark's done that and he's not afraid to try those things now yes we we can sit here and say well it's only pre-season results don't matter but Mm -hmm. trying you've got to try these things and actually the fact he's brave enough to try them is, is is for me it's great um, and he's not afraid, you, you know, we were on the opposite side to him at Rangers and we could hear what he was saying and we could hear what he was, the instructions he was giving. And he's not afraid to, to during a game, to, to swap his tactics. Mm-hmm. Where I think some managers, they'll stick with it until the last minute because that's what they believe in. I think mm-hmm. Mark, he, um, he will change his tactics to suit where the game is at. So for winning... He might shore up at the back a bit. He might tell the players to to, to condense so it's harder to play mm-hmm. for. But if we're attacking, he's 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 more than happy to push push everyone forward. And at some points last season, you and I mentioned it. Honor Honor was sometimes the furthest forward. She was in, in ahead mm-hmm. of the, ahead of the strikers. And against Rangers, we saw that again. Hannah Blundell on the opposite side, she was doing the same. So his tactics, I think, are, are interchangeable. But he's predominantly, from what I've seen over pre-season, and especially the game I was at, he's going to play out from the back, which seems a very modern way of playing. Mm-hmm. And it is. Uh, it is a very modern way of playing. And, it, and it's also, you know, kind of an, ex- an exciting one to see, yeah. you know. And, you know, and I think you have an excellent point in the sense that, you know, with a kind of a, you know, kind of a, a pass, kind of, at least for the first half of the season probably to kind of figure out okay against the you know true wsl competition uh though uh, you know with players that he did not pick um you know to bring in so trying to figure out what formation is going to be the best what style is going to work in different situations how players are going to respond the chemistry all of those things are kind of uh, uh, up in the air um you know and so forth which then makes the start of the season and the first run of games going to be very interesting um um and so forth so with that being said i find the run of games that united have to start the season within the league is rather interesting um to start with with the first match out of the gate this coming this friday being reading uh now that game is at home which is good uh but what do you what do you what should we expect from that match do you think mark um well I've said it when we were talking about it last 
February, I think it was. Reading are a, 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 a really difficult team to play against. They they, they play, they, they're one of the tougher teams in, in the WSL. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough game. There, there is absolutely and utterly no doubt about that. It's going to be a, a, a tough game from start to finish. Um, what I would like to see is United stamp their, the, the way they're going to, they've been playing over pre-season onto it. But I also think I also think the fact that we're back in the ground, the fans, not, you know, the fans are allowed back in. It's going to lift, it, it's going to, it should lift every single team, a home crowd. And mm-hmm. I think uh, the, 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 all of everyone at LSV is going to be behind the team. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, I'd say, I, I usually come in here and I'm usually doing, oh, I'll take a win, I'll take a win. As long as we don't lose, I'm going to be happy on Friday, whatever happens, as long as we don't lose. But mm-hmm. what I would, I, I suppose in, in a weird, sadistic, twisted kind of way, I would like to see us go a goal behind uh, uh-huh. and, and then see what the team is now made of. I know mm-hmm. that's how, you know, but then again, if we score early on and we score a bad goal, I'd be happy with that as well. I just right. want to see if we've toughened mentally, which I, I, I think we have. I just want to see it. And, see it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get that, and and I've had those moments, uh, you know, watching clubs too. Like, you know, it's like I don't know if they can handle being down one nil in twenty minutes. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I don't know what I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to get punched in the nose to start this match off. And so we'll see. But yeah, it's such an interesting run of games because I, I, my argument is, Mark, that I believe, given the business that pretty much all the teams have done. For the exception, the couple of exceptions, I think the business that most teams have done has improved the majority of the clubs in the WSL. Um, the clubs like Birmingham and Reading and even Tottenham, as, and then more prolifically Everton and Leicester City, it really has improved the league up and down. And so... I think, you know, even, you know, we Reading was very difficult for United last season. I think they may even be a little bit more difficult now um, and so forth. So it, it's going to be really interesting. And then the teams that I've been impressed with with their business are Leicester and Everton and to a lesser degree Arsenal. And so the next game out from, and we'll talk when the time comes further about Leicester, um, but Leicester's the next game, and then after that is Chelsea, and then Birmingham, um, and then City in a derby. You know, that is a you know talk about they're they're you know do you talk about being down one nil at some point and how the team responds? At some point they're going to be down one nil, yeah. and we're going to see how they respond. Uh, what do you think about this run of fixtures to start this, this uh, campaign off with? Yeah. Um, th- the fixtures are what they are. You know, we just have mm-hmm. to accept them. What I'm, I'm kind of happy about, in a way, is that we haven't got a load of home games, and then we have to during the back end of the season we play them all away one after the right. other. It's right, right, that's true. It's kind of e- evened out this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Le- Leicester have done some good business, and obviously they've got Abby McManus in there now, and they've got Jess in there, and and. You know, they'll be wanting to score against us as much as we would want to score against them. Um, Chelsea, I think Chelsea and City are, are, are so far, and, you know, as a United fan, I don't like to say these things, but, you know, sometimes you, you have to admit it. Chelsea and City are that far ahead of us currently that I'm not even looking at them. If we can take mm-hmm. points off them, then, yeah. you, you know what, that, that for me is great. Arsenal right. is the team that you personally I'm looking at for that third place. Mm-hmm. Um, because the business Chelsea have done over the summer and, and City, I mean, City seems to be signing every single player. You know, last week it mm-hmm. was Alana Kennedy, Chelsea right. have signed LJ. So their business is, I think, on a different on a different planet to everyone else's. And I think you're right. Leicester have done some good business. Villa have done some good business. I think most teams have done some good, some very good business. And I think it, what it's going to do is it's going to bunch from, yes. it's going to bunch the league up 
Yep. So, so what, you know, I've I've said it before and, uh, you know, what we have to do is make sure we look after ourselves and whatever else happens in the the WSL will, will, will happen. However, United hat on, United eyes and United everything else, I still think we're good enough to finish third. Mm-hmm. But that's on a couple of. We can't have as many injuries as last season, right? And we have to do. And this is what I was talking about when I said about the running game. Mentally, we have to be able to beat the teams that we know we can beat. Forget, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say, forget Chelsea, forget City, forget those. I'm not worried about those. I'm worried about the Arsenal's, the Leicester's, the Brighton's, and all the others. Mm-hmm. Those are the teams that we need to start concentrating on. And, and I think if we get a positive start against Reading, we then play Leicester. Anything can happen in the WSL. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, the, I think from third onwards to the back end is going to be tight this season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. And so here's where you're going to maybe yell at me for 30 minutes. Um, and so forth. So the two sides that I don't think have done enough business up to this point or have had such a shakeup that I'm wondering how the chemistry is going to go or have missing pieces are Manchester City and Manchester United, in my opinion. I don't think Manchester United has done enough business. Okay. Uh, and there's been such you know, change that I think what's going to happen is it's going to take a while for United to get their feet settled on the ground uh, and so forth. Um, I don't think they're going to be awful. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be inconsistent as things kind of take shape for them. And as, and because of that, in the way that the league is going to get so bunched up, my concern for United is, is they're going to get, you know, they're going to be some, they're going to be some of those matches where they're going to get a draw when there should be a win. They're going to get situations where a team is going to punch them in the nose and, and take a win off of them because they've been, that squad has actually significantly improved. Uh, and so there are going to be moments where, where it, it, it's going to be kind of shaky the first half of the season. By the time January rolls around, and hopefully there's no injuries for anybody for that matter, um, they may be sitting in a situation where third may not be necessarily as plausible. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not convinced of city's business either. I'm not convinced of it. I just, something about, yeah, they, they're on a different level. Uh, but I think they, I think they're taking, they're going to take a small step backwards. Um, Chelsea's Chelsea. (laughs) I mean, Chelsea's Chelsea. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I just, I mean, some Chelsea fans have argued that they, that they feel like they haven't done enough business, but their eyes are on a different prize, um, you know, at this point, to be honest. And so they are where they are. Arsenal, I'm very impressed with the business they have um, and so forth. Um, They do have question marks in the back um, that they haven't solved. Um, And so it's really going to be very fun and very interesting, but I'll be, do you really, Mark, do you feel like, let, let's say, can we agree that Chelsea's number one? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So to me, my prediction is actually Arsenal is going to be second. I'm just not convinced of Manchester city. Uh, and I'm more convinced about Arsenal right now. I probably will be wrong. But I think it's going to flip. I think Arsenal is going to be second and City is going to be third. They're going to take a step back. I'm not convinced with them yet. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. That's where I think things are going to be interesting. And so what do you think about fourth, fifth, and sixth? Well, I think you have United third, right? Well. I think you have City second and United third. Would that be your prediction or no? No. So – I think we both agree Chelsea first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think City second. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think the top, I, ultimately, I think the top three will be what it was last season. Okay. C- Chelsea, City, Arsenal, then us. I think we'll okay. be fourth. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting about this season is that, you know, everyone is everyone has strengthened. And, and you know, Chelsea, they've bought LJ 
off us, LJ's not even appeared for them yet. Right. That's only. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's only going. That's even going to make them stronger. I mean, mm-hmm. we're forgetting that City for me have got you know they've got uh, Lucy Bronze, who's one of the best right backs in the world. The, the, there's no doubt about it. Okay, yeah. They've, ha- they've got an injury. She's out for injury right now, recovering from surgery. Yeah. Ellen White's out injured as well. Yep. But they've still got the quality that they've mm-hmm. gone out and bought Alana Kennedy to come in. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and the- So City, I think, yes, some of the business has been a bit underwhelming, but they've still got a big enough squad to, to, mm-hmm. to, to be up there. Arsenal, again, they've done good business, but they've got you know, they've got injuries themselves. Jordan Nobbs, I right. think, has got a, 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 a bit of an injury. So there's injuries there. We, but they again, they've got a big squad. United don't have a big squad. They've only got like a small mm-hmm. pool of players. And I think if... Look, I, I would love us to get third. There is no doubt about it. I, I, I think looking above third is a bit... Probably a, a bit too far right now. It's, it's maybe a year, two years away. But third right now, it's there. But... If you, if if the, anyone was to offer me right now to say United will finish fourth, I would absolutely and utterly grab their hand for it mm-hmm. because I think that's where we are. I, I think there is, in, and I think you just pointed out pointed it out, Mark. There's Arsenal's a big squad, mm-hmm. City's a big squad, yeah. Chelsea's a big squad, mm-hmm. Manchester United is not, yeah. Everton is not, yeah. You know, Leicester is not, you know, um, you know, Reading is not, Birmingham is not. So I think that's where you see the depth come in. And so, you know, where Chelsea could absorb in injuries here and there, Arsenal the same, City, well, they got injuries right now that they're dealing with. Ellie is out, Ellen White's out, still got Chloe Kelly out. You know, so you, you, they're already starting on on a rough foot, rough footing, but that's what set that depth sets the top three apart. But four, five, and six, seven, eight. I mean, the, the middle I think is going to be very, very bunched up. Um, you know, I mean, and there's questions for all of them, uh, you know, along the way. But my prediction for four, five, and six, and you're not going to like it, but I think Everton's going to surprise everybody and end up fourth. Um, I think they've just done such good business and and they're moving their upward trajectory is moving forward with the players that they've brought in and so forth. I think Leicester's going to shock the world um, and finish fifth. Um, I really feel very strongly about their model. I feel like they've done excellent business and uh, they're going to bring a lot of excitement into the, into play uh, and so forth. And I think United is going to end up sixth for the reasons I mentioned earlier. I think they're going to struggle to start off with. Um, and But it's going to be darn very close. Uh, I'm not convinced United has done enough business. And I think there's going to be so much chemistry building that needs to happen um, that it's going to take a while to get their feet under them, you know, and get going. But... I am well-renowned, Mark, for having my predictions be incredibly wrong. (laughs) I'm not a betting person. I do not gamble um, and so forth. And there's a reason why. Usually I'm wrong. Uh, But that's kind of how I feel about it now. Now, five weeks from now, we could be talking a different tune um, and so forth. But I think the one thing that I think we can probably put money down on, Mark, is I think this is probably going to be the best WSL season we've seen. Last year was really good, but I think it's going to be better. And there, and you, and and one big thing that's one big thing is important. We're going to have fans back in the stands, so that's you know that's going to be a big one. The TV deal is another one, and all of these you know incomings that have come in. All the teams have either stand pat. Most teams have gotten better with the business that they've done. Um, I think all of that combined is good. I can't tell you who I think is going to get relegated. For example, I can't tell you last year. You probably, yeah, you could bet definitely. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, but this year I'm not convinced. Um, Yeah. They're going to be some battered sides. They're going to get battered, but I can't tell you whether that's going to be Tottenham or West Ham or, you know, and so forth because they've improved too. I think that's we can probably put money on all that. 
and the way the fixtures have started, you know, we've got Reading, you know, Arsenal, mm-hmm. have, got Ch- Arsenal have got Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, so straight off the bat, two of the teams that we say are going to be in the in probably the top three are playing each other, and you know, they're, they're going to want to beat. They're going to want to beat each other. I, I agree. I think this is the most exciting WSL season yet. I think that you know, every team has strengthened and strengthened well. You right. know, like I said, Villa. They've got a new manager in Carl Award, who's one of the best best managers. You know, you ask. Anyone on, you know, ask Natalie on Twitter about Carla Ward, she'll be glowing in about her. They brought in Alicia Lehman, who, mm-hmm. who is, who is a, you know, a, a big, big player. Every team strengthened, but for, for, for what, and the TV deal, again, you're absolutely right. The TV deal is going to bring in a whole new range of fans to watch the WSL. Us being back in grounds, you know, sometimes that's going to G the home team on or even G the away team on even more. Um, I'm excited about the season. I, I generally am, you know, as a United fan, you know, right now, you, I don't think you can find many unhappy United fans. I'm ge- mm-hmm. genuinely, you know, with the yeah. with Ronaldo coming back and, and, mm-hmm. and the way we started the season, and yeah. now with the women's team, with the, the uplift, as I said before, from what yeah. Mark's done, mm-hmm. we, we've got business done. Yes, yeah. we have maybe not done enough. And I might mm-hmm. agree with that because I, I think we need a striker. And, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. But I think what needs to I think for me, and, and you and I mentioned it off camera and we mentioned it last season, Yeah, the team needs to go out and actually just relax, have no pressure on them. And actually, for the first couple of games, yes, six points would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Five would be nice. Uh, four would be nice. But, uh, you know, just go out and play your football. Enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. I think towards the back end of last season, you didn't I see don't... that. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, and, you didn't and, see and, that at all. And I think They wanted that season to end. Yeah, absolutely. The drop-off, I mean... you, know, you, you know, you and I talked about it a lot yeah. off, off camera. The drop-off yeah. was, was just remarkable. Yeah, it was, and it was really sad. I mean, yeah, it was really sad and, to watch. And, and, um, and I suppose for, for many people, and I've, I've seen the tweet, Mark Skinner really has kind of a free season. This I would season, say so. Yeah, there's a lot. Of people I would say so. Who, there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of people who go. It, it's not his squad yet. Give him a transfer. Give him a proper transfer window. Mm-hmm. Let him let him bring in his players now. As I said before, I'm not expecting us to do anything. Again, it's United. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Personally, I'm not. But he now has the opportunity to look forward to, say, January. You know, give us three or four games into the league and go, Mm -hmm. right, actually, I need that player out, but I need this player in. Mm -hmm. So I I, I think I'm genuinely excited. I think the season's going to be huge. You know, if we end up Fourth, or we end up six. I'll be disappointed if we end up six. I'm going to say that now. I'll be extremely disappointed because mm-hmm. I still think we have more quality. I think we have the quality ahead of, even though Everton have done some good business. I think we've got we've got better quality of player, and mm-hmm. there's players that we've not, you know, who who finished last season so well mm-hmm. that you know. We're guaranteed these players now are, you know, the Jackie Gronings, the Lucy Staniforths, these players who were, were brilliant last season. They've now got to come back in. And as I said before, how Mark picks his mm-hmm. starting 11 and who's in that starting 11 is anyone's guess because I, I think I have an idea of it. But mm-hmm. as, as, as Shane and everyone else would say in league lineup, I'm lousy. I just, don't, <laughs> you know, I don't really know. I just pick. I think I know what I would choose for Friday. Right, right. But I'd probably be a million miles away. Mm-hmm. So and that's the interesting bit. We've got, he's got a lot of quality players to fit into his 11. Mm-hmm. And, and I still think our quality 11 is better than some. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that note, you know, th- there is a lot of room for, I mean, and that's the great thing about the start of the season. The start of the great thing about the start of the season is hopefully everyone is hopeful. 
uh, yeah. you know, and that 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 anything can happen. Everyone starts at, at square one. Everyone is even. Everyone's, you know, um, you know, there's no one at the top of the table. There's no one at the bottom. Everyone's, uh, you know, at the same place. And, uh, and and most, I think, all teams have reason to be optimistic, uh, and and so forth. Um, and it's going to be in a very exciting season. Uh, we will see what happens against Reading on Friday. Uh, and you know, but I also think though, as I, I mentioned this with Josh, you know, when I spoke, when we spoke about Arsenal, Arsenal's got Chelsea, um, you know, and city's got an interesting run of matches. They got Real Madrid, Everton and Real Madrid, uh, you know, to start their season. So that's going to be interesting for them. But I, I would say the same thing for United. You know, I know there is a certain segment of fan base in United who goes crazy every time they draw, regardless of who they draw with or they lose. I, and I would say. If for some reason that it's not the best result against Reading, I would not panic either. <laughs> I wouldn't panic. I, I, I really would not. Um, there's a lot of growing pains here uh, that need to be take that need to take place. Uh, and you know, in, and Reading is a is a solid side. You know, we've seen that before, and we'll see it again with them. So. There's no panic stations or there shouldn't be any panic stations after Friday um, and so forth. So, but to, we got to wrap things up, Mark, for everyone's time and yours and mine and everybody else out there, Mark, and, uh, and so forth. But Mark, thank you so much, uh, you know, for joining us. Great as always, brilliant as always, and look forward to, to uh, prodding along the season with you uh, moving forward. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be yeah. a good one. Thank you so much. And Perfect. so everyone out there tomorrow, we'll be doing the Manchester City preview uh, and, and talk about them a little bit more detail and so forth. Um, I might end up be doing that one on my own, y'all, uh, as it stands today. Um, but we'll be doing it tomorrow and so forth. And that will be the season previews of the four. And then next week, we'll start getting into match reactions and looking ahead to uh, upcoming fixtures and so forth. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, please smash a like. Please subscribe to the channel. Share with your friends and so forth. Last year was a great year for England is burning and we weren't even active for the entire season we will this year uh, and so forth so listen on the podcast share with your friends and so forth thank you all for listening thank you all for watching and we're going to sign out for today thank you all very very much for listening and watching take care y'all have a good one bye y'all <coughs> all right Mark we're out all right Keith we're out, we're out, we're out. And come on, end this progress.